right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't. 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 The chickens come a plucking, and this show will be a sucking. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to another episode of This Show Sucks. We are doing uh, another episode. Uh, another. Uh, yeah, we're doing another episode of another, another episode. Episode of another. We're doing episode number twelve of the Venture Brothers, titled "The Trial of the Monarch." Yep. And uh, Mike, take it away. The Trial of the Monarch is the 12th episode in the first season of the Venture Brothers. All right. The plot. A fantasy sequence dissolves into a courtroom where the monarch is noisily objecting to Hank and Dean's ridiculously overblown and obviously false testimony. The court erupts into chaos. Outside, a stranger kills the security guards. The judge rails against the monarch's idiot self-defense. The villain, being prosecuted by a midget lawyer, quote-unquote tiny attorney, Conjoined to the abdomen of a large, dim-witted man is on trial for the killing of a police officer, Quaid. Quaid. Dr. Venture complains to Brock that he would have called the police on the monarch long ago if he knew he could have. If he knew he could have. Huh. Brock responds that the police do not interfere with guild business and implies that the group of villains bear a grudge against the monarch for some reason. Somewhere else, plans are declared to be ready. And here we go. Not talking about the trial of the monarch. <laughs> so, um, how much uh, Twitter sympathy have you pushed out about how sad you feel for the people of Florida right now? None. Why I not? Why not? Why don't you care? Why aren't you sending money? Or at least a pack of water bottles? Because I don't fucking have money. If I had money, I would definitely give, but I just don't have it. You could send so, him a, some Pepsi. Look, it's it's Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones with pirate booty. When I hear pirate booty, I just hear I just I visualize a stanky, crusty, scurvy ass. That's not what I think of. Pirate booty. I I think of popcorn or <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, or. There's um that that fucking scene from uh, I believe it's uh, Amazon Women on the Moon where the pirates open the treasure chest and it's full of videotapes. Yeah, porn. <laughs> that's 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 also pirate booty. Right there. There. The Guardian has come alive. <laughs> Dude, I, look, there's not much about that movie I remember off Amazon the top of my Women head. On the moon. But that part where the pirates are watching and the FBI warning comes on, he goes, "Ooh, I'm so scared." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious! But there was a, what, what, what sequences were in there? There was, of course, the Amazon Woman on the Moon remake, or not remake, but old style fifties um, horror movie, right? Sci fi movie. There was the David Allen Greer as a brother who can't without soul, right? Who's singing all those fucking corny white songs, <laughs> those white bread songs, and uh, uh, what else, dude? There was a. Uh, 
Can you remember any of the segments from no. there? Oh, there was uh, Ed Bagley Jr.'s The Invisible Man who wasn't really invisible. You remember that? No. No, you don't? Fuck. It's been a while since I'm I'm watching fucking Venture Brothers while <laughs> Brock beats the shit out of this titan with his own arm. Oh, and then there's... He's a, just punching him in the dick. <laughs> then there's, like, in between certain um, little skits of the movie, there's that guy that comes on, like, Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries, and it's called... And he has a show called Bullshit or Not. Yeah. Right? I remember that. <laughs> um, shit, what else? Anyway, I was on the on the Moon is a, is a, is a great middle-of-the-night movie to watch when you're not doing anything. Yeah, it's Kentucky Fried Movie Part 2. Yeah. It's, it's very entertaining. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Ooh, the animation is just coming into its own at the end of the season. Well, not really. <laughs> Look at the Votronage. That's pretty much what they're doing. Forearms. Ooh. This is like a like an Indian fucking god. Tunnel liars. Oh my god, dude. That guy looks like a fucking... That guy looks like a faggy version of Kathy Griffin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mecha Shiva. No, they're saying Mecha Shiva. I, I know, I said that. No, you said Uka Chuka Uka Chuka. Shiva come in, he got a son, I got a gum. The people versus the monarch. Did um, did you see the episode of Family Guy where they um they did some kind of homage to uh, or honor you know memory thing for Adam West? Yes. How was it? I I missed it. I forgot about it. It wasn't bad. Right. I gotta I gotta check that out. Uh, what do they do? I don't know. I you, well you said you saw it so I okay I saw it. Don't uh, yell at me, Georgie. You. To get down the sewer, show you a oh, dirty I'll time. Fucking punch you in the dick. Mucky uh, and the fucky. So Amazon Women on the Moon refers to the central film within a film, a spoof of science fiction movies from the fifties that borrows heavily from Queen of Outer Space, Cat Women of the Moon, Fire Maidens from Outer Space, and Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet that had Leslie <coughs> fucking Nielsen in it, dude. Mm-hmm. Fictional television station WIDB experiences problems with its late-night airing of science fiction classic Amazon Women on the Moon, a 50s B-movie with Queen Lara, Sybil Danning, and Captain Nelson, Stephen Forrest, or Steve Forrest, battling exploding volcanoes and man-eating spiders on the moon, waiting for the film to resume. An unseen viewer begins channel surfing, simulated by bursts of white noise through late-night cable. See... Uh, with various segments and sketches of the film representing the programming found on different channels, the viewer intermittently returns to Channel 8, where Amazon Women continues airing before faltering once more. So the segments feature Arsenio Hall as a man who nearly kills himself in a series of mishaps around his apartment, which is actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Monique Gabriel, oh, she was always hot, who goes about her daily routine in M- Malibu, California, completely naked. Yeah, that's not on the TBS version. Yeah, <laughs> TBS. Well, yeah, she's only eight years older. Fuck. Born Catherine Gonzalez. <laughs> Did I say Catherine? Uh, does it matter? Catherine. God she damn, she's hot. boosty. 
Holy shit. Okay, that's not that. <laughs> no. Ooh, yeah, get supply to the department. All right, I'd like to sign up for that union. Hey. What about a super cop with a jetpack? Trying to see which one is which. No, that's, yeah, that's the blonde. All right, so Monique Gabriel. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, she got some nice boobies. Boobies. There's always... I always notice there's certain women that you, like... Like, normally if I bring up any woman I think's hot, you're just like, go get laid, dude. You, but, you should. But, but for you... Oh, that's right, she was in Bachelor Party. But for you... There's, it's when it's a specific one that you remember. It could be like a fucking completely unknown, like they were only in that movie mainstream and everything else was fucking, you know, straight to video bullshit. But you remember that specific actress or, or model or whatever, because for some reason they gave, she gave you the extra little tingle in your boner. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out that there's like specific special ones for you. There's always specific. Uh, Louis Jacob or Lou Jacoby as a man named Murray zapped into the television, wandering through sketches looking for his wife. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Whatever his wife says, like Emma or yeah. where are you? Yeah. Like and then like there'd be like a fucking comedy on like a, a Family Ties whatever. He just walks in through the door. <laughs> Who are you? Hey. Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter Horton as a young couple having trouble with eccentric Doctor Griffin Dunn delivering and then concealing their newborn baby. Joey Pants as the presenter of a commercial recommending stapling carpet to a ball person head. <laughs> David Allen Greer and B.B. King in a public service appeal for blacks without soul. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Rosanna Arquette as a young woman on a blind date employing usual, unusual methods of investigation to reveal the qualifications of Steve Gutenberg. Henry Silva as the host of a show entitled Bullshit or Not, clearly intended a, as a spoof with Jack Palance and In Search of... Uh, spoof of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Archie Hahn as a man who dies after a critical mauling of of his life by Roger Barkley and Al Loman mimicking Cisco and Ebert. Oh, that's right. Then is roasted at his funeral by a variety of people, including Steve Allen, Henny Youngman, and even his own wife. Yeah. William Marshall as a leader of the Video Pirates, which we talked about, yeah. who hijack an MCI, MCA home video ship. <laughs> Uncover a vast amount of videotapes and laser discs and probably begin illegally bootlegging the media. <laughs> Ed Begley Jr. is the son of the Invisible Man having trouble with his formula. Yeah. Angel Tompkins as President's First Lady, who is also a former hooker. Matt Adler as a sexually frustrated teenager trying to purchase a pack of condoms. Oh, yeah, the father. Yeah. The Mark McClure renting a personalized date video that spills over into real life. Uh, epilogue of credits with Carrie Fisher and Paul Bartel in a black and white ephemeral film warning about the spread of social diseases in the style of reefer madness. Uh, okay, and then there was alternate versions that was filmed for broadcast TV. Most European television broadcasts of the film retain the original theatrical version. That's neat. <laughs> Bullshit or not was retitled Baloney or Not for American television. Ugh. The American television edit, in addition to the alternative Pet House video, features an additional bridging sequence between the death of Harvey Pitnick and his subsequent celebrity roast. 
In it, the mortician successfully cons Pitnick's wife into having the celebrity roast as part of the funeral, and her performance gets such strong positive feedback it becomes a continuing performance lasting for weeks. The DVD release features an untitled sketch called The Unknown Sur- Unreleased Sketch. Unknown Soldier, starring Robert Loggia. R, as in Robert. Who are you? I'm Robert Loggia. Oh, as in, oh my God, it's Robert Loggia. Yeah. <laughs> B, as in... I can't remember what B was. I don't know. I just remember the commercial. Something Robert Loggia. E, uh, everyone, just, look, it's Robert Loggia. I just remember the TV commercial where out of nowhere... Fucking Robert Loja comes in. They're like, who are you? And he goes, I'm Robert Loja. That's from Family Guy. They made fun R, of R as in Robert Loja. Look at it, look up the... T the, as in there up, is Robert Loja. Look up the the actual live action L. commercial that was from like the 90s. It, it's fucking hilarious. Lagoa? Robert Lagoa? I can't spell today. <laughs> Yep, right there. <laughs> Nobody's dual man. I was feared and I was respected. Whoa, it's Robert Loja. Hold on a second. Most hot. Yeah. See, I like out of left field fucking ideas like that, you know, for commercials or whatever. It it, it should, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It goes against the grain, man. Have your name, please? You want me to buy your product and fucking entertain me like that? Is Robert Loja. B as in God is Robert Loja. E as in everyone look for Loja. Robert Loja. T as in there is Robert Loja. L. Space. Robert Loja. I like the space part. Space. Is he really going to do every single one of those? Tim, look. It's why Robert he, Loggia. Why would he do every single one of those? I don't know why. Space. Tell me. Tell me. Come on. <laughs> All right. Start the fucking Venture Brothers back up. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. He's shaking. Oh, dude, I was watching. Okay, so <laughs> I found some really cool shit on YouTube about Steven Seagal. Is it on the dark YouTube? No. Dude, I want to watch the Will Sasso um, Mad TV's um, Steven Seagal. No, the many lies of Steven Seagal. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, exposing Steven Seagal, the great pretender and... 
you know, he's a fucking liar and all this other shit. Uh, it's it's really really interesting. I've heard. I, I, I look. I, I don't know for a fact. I just saying. I heard. I've heard over the years a lot of bullshit. I've also heard that he's the greatest fighter ever, he's and not. that they were gonna have. Someone told me once, everyone was gonna have this fight. Like, who's the best? Sean Claude, fucking Arnold, all these guys, and then fucking everyone's. You know, like, oh yeah, I'll kick everyone's ass. But then they're like, well, let's bring in Stevens. Going like, nope, nope, not him. That motherfucker can kick anyone's ass with one hand tied behind his back. No, Steven Steven Seagal is is fucking awful. He's a liar, and it's, uh, he's a fake. Tom Segura um, has a stand-up where he talked about Steven Seagal, and he he pretty much calls him a liar without f- just coming out and saying it, but like making fun of him of all the things he says he can do and all the, you know all the shit that he knows. Like he was pretty much he brought up the TV show he was on on A and E where he's a cop, where he's playing a real life cop. Uh, well, I, I bet you didn't know that uh, I was uh, I've been a, a New Orleans police. Uh, you know, police officer for the last 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a guy named Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes, who, yeah. Buzzbart, right? Yeah. Everything that Frank Dukes says, pretty much a lie. Allegedly. In case, because he's really litigious. Okay. This one right here, uh, the story of Bloodsport and Frank Dukes, the goods from the woods. Now, this is really fucking a good goddamn podcast, uh-huh. but they have they they need to do more of that stuff. Yeah, because they don't really they you know I a lot of this is you know wrestling's tough guys the 2016 holiday holiday spectacular, but doing doing the whole. Frank Dukes thing. I haven't I haven't heard any of their other podcasts. Make made me want to subscribe to this show, uh-huh. and I'm like, fuck, okay, you know, I'm gonna do this, and and then we'll just go from there. But I don't. They maybe I'm maybe I need to listen to their show, but more, which I'm going to do. But are you Mike? Yeah, are you? Absolutely, but I want to hear more of these these stories. Uh huh. So okay. Anyways, I I've already subscribed to this, and then I found I found Joe Rogan talking about Steven Seagal. Uh huh. And I got sucked into the whole Steven Seagal thing. Uh huh. And. Uh, Look, I. I know that the blood sports based off of you know the real events that happened to Frank Dukes. Um, I just threw up air quotes, by the way, <laughs> thinking that people on uh, listening could see me do it. Uh, I, I, movies like Blood Sport, I don't take it at full face value. I take it as just entertainment, and the fact that there was a real person that makes it cooler. But I know Hollywood, dude, and Hollywood they change shit so much. Quay. Yep. Well, must. A man is defined by his actions, Mr. Quaid. You are what you do. <laughs> I 
Hocus pocus. It is fucking creepy. <laughs> I um th- that like like body part like uh what is it uh symbiosis not um uh conjoined twin kind of shit. Yeah. That's creepy. Uh especially if both of them are alive. Yeah. Um but like the way that they're doing it with this with the quato thing. <laughs> um it, they that gives me creeps. But you know what really gives me creeps like I, I don't I don't want to say I have the phobia, but I have like a, the lower version of it is a trypophobia. Do you know what trypophobia is? No. Enlighten me. It's a fear of holes. And I don't mean like if I see a hole and I'm like, oh my God. I mean like if I see something that has a bunch of fucking holes in it, it gives me the fucking creeps. Like I, if you show me a picture of um, something that's full of like uh, holes that have parasites in them, like a human brain or... Or oh, you mean those fake pictures that wound? they keep showing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or or th- there's a plant called the uh, I can't remember the name. It, of the plant. Which is the one that they use for all these. Yeah. You know. Oh my God! You're not going to believe what this yeah. person had to deal with. And exactly. It's like this fa- the plant that's. But it looks like it's Photoshop. Re- it looks. I mean, but it looks like like holy fuck, like creepier and shit. Right. Yeah. That gives me the fucking chills. Like me talking about it right now, I have the fucking chills. So, you have pores in your body. Yeah, I know. You have multiple holes in your body. Oh yeah. And that doesn't bother you. No. See, I have, like I said, I have a lower weird. form of that. Like, it's just certain things. Like, I can see things that have holes are fine. But if I see something that has, like, a, it's these fake pictures where it'll show, like, a shitload of holes on a human hand. Well, what about, a like, foot. a ski a ski ball thing? No, fine. Perfectly fine. Only if it if it looks like a wound or it looks like a parasite created it. That it, it, There's got to be a parasite related to it in one way or another. And so the idea, like like a honeycomb doesn't really creep me out, like looking at all those holes, but if the honeycomb was on a person's body, if they had all those holes in their body and there were insects in them, that fucking creeps me the hell out. You know, okay. Does that make ta- sense? Yeah. We're talking about things that creep each other out. Uh-huh. Or creep, creep. Eyes. I can't handle with people touching eyes yeah. anymore. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you do it. Okay. That doesn't bother me. Surgeries. Oh, okay. That shit unnerves me. There was something I just um, heard of that this guy does this thing where he shaves the eyeball with a razor. Uh-huh. And they say you can you can watch the video of it, and he's no. been doing it for, like, decades. And he's like, it's like, I, and I go, no, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. I, look, eyeball, I'm with you. Broken, I'm, broken body parts, like um, compound, compound fractures. fractures. Yeah. J.J. Watts had a compound fracture of one of his fingers, uh-huh. his thumb. From uh, the Texans game last on Sunday, yeah, and he was like, "Ah, oh, it's not a big deal." <laughs> now, when you're in the heat of battle, that shit doesn't. But when you look at it, yeah, it's fucking unnerving. Oh, I bet. So that I always get creeped out about compound fractures when I see them in a movie. It's like, yeah, and, and in yeah, real life too. But um, those ones, I mean, if I saw it in real life, it probably would get me a little bit. But the ones, the things that I mean, the genitals, of course, genitals always get you right because right. you're a guy, but. Eyeballs, of course, and fingernails. Fucking fingernail injuries. Ooh, they give me the creeps. <laughs> I had to do that that yeah. inhale thing, but yeah, gives me the the cringes. But yeah, I, just um, the he's not a dwarf. So tiny attorney's not a dwarf attorney. He's a conjoined twin. That's Quato. Yeah, from fucking whatever. Yeah. Now, if he had legs and he was running around the courtroom, then he would be a, a dwarf. So. 
So yeah, um, I think you know what brought up the whole tripophobia thing was I just started watching the um, the the new season of uh, American Horror Story, and uh, which they're calling Cult. And uh, this one seems to have a, the main character played by Sarah Paulson, who's a very fucking good actress. Uh, she has all these phobias, and one of them is a. She's becoming agoraphobic, which is uh, someone who stays in the house and hides right. from everything. But she also is, uh, has a, a irrational fear of clowns, um, and she has uh, she has the trip. I think the the tripophobia is um, is mentioned or something, and that's going to come up because um, one of the things that they emphasize on the on the promos for the show is the honeycombs, and then cl- clowns and and anyway, uh, I'm only two episodes into it because that's only what they've shown so far. It's interesting. I, I like the direction that it's going in because last season Roanoke was cool for a minute, but then it, it just, I don't know, it felt like it went on for way longer than it should have. Uh, but I do, I love this. Uh, Twisty the Clown shows up in the first episode um, in a quick segment, and then uh, he shows up again in the second episode for like uh, for 30 seconds or so. And it's played by John Carroll Lynch, who played him in uh, season four, you know, Freak Show. So um, I, I bring them up because... Oh, I, you're talking about American Horror Story? Yeah. Because I haven't been paying a fucking attention to one single word you've said except for John Carroll Lynch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Twisty, so I'm sorry. Twisty the Clown is like... There, look, there might be like a certain character... Why that, the fuck are we talking about Twisty the Clown There's a, a certain Horror character Story? that just stands out to you um, from whatever it is you saw. You, you might not even care for what show or movie or whatever it was on, but that character, there's something about it that fucking grabbed you. For some reason, Twisty the Clown fucking grabs me. I, I don't know why. It's fascinating. His his mythology that, that's done on the show, um, he was only in the first four or five episodes of, of that season, and then he doesn't show up till the end of the season. How did this come about? I was talking about um, the porous thing, about the trypophobia, uh-huh. and I think I, I it would brought it back up again me talking about it was the fact that that's i think they're they're leaning into that somehow with so you're doing an entire review of american horror story the first of the new season not really not well i kind of fuck you talk about frank nukes then (laughs) frank dukes kumite Kumite. by the way the kumite does not exist Uh uh-huh the IFAA uh-huh. is the website is owned by Frank Dukes. Guess who's at the top of the IFAA on the website? I don't know, but you'll tell me. Frank Dukes. Oh. So you're saying there was an agenda there? Uh huh. Here it is. The official Black Dragon. Now. I'm not going to say that Frank Dukes is not who he says he is because uh-huh. he's obviously – he can fight. Yeah. But none of these people that he talks about this is can like, be found. This website looks like an intro to Rotten.com. Like we're about to see like dead bodies and shit. That's how the quality of this – that website that we're looking at right now. Right. Looks. Dukes was a real guy, and this shit happened, supposedly. <laughs> now, 
before I go any further, I wanted to put a huge allegedly here in regards to everything I'm about to say because Mr. Dukes is very litigious, and as we're about to see, I don't want to get sued. Very litigious. That means he likes to litigate, right? Yes. He likes to sue. Yeah. Given by Frank Dukes in a 1980 issue of Black Belt Magazine. Before we even get to Frank, so he should change his name to Frank Sue's. There's a paragraph-long disclaimer Probably. at the beginning of the article, and let me tell you, it doesn't exactly instill any confidence in the audience for what they're about to read. Quote: Although there is no convenient way to verify each and every detail connected with this story, the editors have verified enough of the basic facts to feel confident in publishing it. But since we are not at liberty to share the corroborating evidence with the public, we <laughs> acknowledge that each reader may have a different idea of what the, the Frank Duke story. I remember this abs- this issue of Black Belt, by the way. I've seen it. Huh. And it's kind of weird. So we're off to a great start with this guy. Donald Cheney shit is what he said. tells the reporter, John Stewart, no, not that one, about his training under the legendary Shidoshi named Shinzo Tanaka. Shinzo Tanaka. Holy shit, there's a Half in the Bag episode of It and It. Hmm. Yeah. So... Shinzo Shinzo Tanaka. There is no person by that name anywhere. And then Frank Duke says, "Well, you know, well, he's buried. Blah blah blah. He died in this in this. He died in this area in 1970 or whatever the fuck it was." Okay. And then they said, uh, and then the people that were talking to Frank said, "Well, that's interesting that you say that because this person there there have been no burials." By anyone of this name or anyone close to this name within the last five years. Mm-hmm. He's all, well, he's living under assumed name. Okay. Okay. If you guys are into Bloodsport or Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, look up the story of Bloodsport and Frank Dukes on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Like I said, nobody, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things that he he he, he probably is you know, a black belt. They, I mean, black belt magazine wouldn't have interviewed him if he wasn't, you know, fighting and stuff like that. And they would have discredited him if if he wasn't what he said he was. Yeah, but unless he paid him off big time. Yeah, you know, who knows? There, the story about Imagine. Frank Dukes, all of his being a marine and all the his. If you look up who Frank Dukes is. And you look up the fact that, you know, he was a Marine and he took out a sniper's nest in, in 1975 during the Vietnam War, you know, three years after the war ended, uh, things like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's obvious lies. But he he trained Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was Jean-Claude Van Damme's stuntman in a bunch of his movies. Yeah. You know, um, so... I can't say he's the real deal, but he can fight. He's a fucking, he's a black belt. You know, he's, he's a real, he's, he's a real deal. All right. So did you watch the exposing Steven Seagal? Fuck video? yeah, I did. All right. And, uh, what's it say? Oh, he's a fucking liar. Hey guys, I'm Charlie <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> you guys appreciate Allegedly. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a fake. No, no, no. <laughs> Exposing. Steven Siegel. Liar. Liar. 
<laughs> it's one eh? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Should we just end the Yeah, let's, let's end it, it and we'll then watch it. it. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so uh for oh. this <laughs> Oh, what the fuck happened? Oh, there it is. Alright. <laughs> so for this show sucking, I am Joe Spiegel. Yeah, we got two more left. All right. Enjoy. Uh, we really enjoyed this episode of the Bench Brothers. It was, yeah. it was awesome. The, the 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 trial of the monarch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we we do this on purpose. But with the next series, we're just kind of getting through the trial of the monarch. Yeah. But with the next series, we are actually going to do it right. Yeah. So no more of the 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 bullshit. Although I I think some of you like it, but we're not going to RoboCop and Adventure Brothers. In yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah, as much as I love the Venture Brothers, um. This is one that, uh, since we were already on the path and then I got a better idea, I didn't want to stop in the middle of doing this and start all over again. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to do that with the next one. Yeah. So anyways, good night. Guten Morgen. <laughs> all right. Good night, all. Chopper. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of com. And please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome.